Hello and welcome to the Allen and Overy podcast. My name is Rose Hall and I head up business development for our tech and data group. Our clients tell us that the topic of data governance is occupying a lot of the thinking time of senior in-house teams. We've all spent a great deal of energy in recent years thinking about the general data protection regulation and other comparable frameworks for personal data, but this is not that topic. Rather, we are finding that a current issue for many of our clients is how to manage the data they have to best effect, and particularly how to deal with data as a critical asset in their commercial and corporate transactions. So today, I'm joined by Philip Van Elsen, a partner focusing on advising our clients on technology transactional and other digitalization projects, and also by Lorianne Ansenis, a tech and data focused counsel from our Paris office. Philip, I wonder if you can start by setting the scene for us. Why has this topic of, let's call it data as a critical asset, become such a pressing one for our clients? Thank you, Rose. Um, excellent question. Um, as you know, exponential uh, amounts of data have been created or are being created by businesses, essentially for three purposes. Uh, firstly, to find uh, business process efficiencies. And this is what we see companies doing, for instance, in the oil and energy industry but also to understand customers better and improve marketing and sales. And you can look at you know, automotive companies who are exactly uh, using data for that purpose. And then thirdly, uh, to create new commercial products based purely on the data they have and to monetize the data. And this is what we see companies doing in the in banking sector and also the insurance industry. Now, in doing any of the above, businesses may either license in data from third-party suppliers and they may also share data with third parties and an example of such a third party could be an ai company an artificial intelligence company which would help the company to extract better insights from data but also companies are sharing data with their peers or with um, other partners to develop new products where data forms part of the contribution one partner will make to the project. Uh, now, given the importance of data to the 21st century business, understanding how to manage, how to value and commercialize data has become a very important consideration. So what sort of data are we talking about here? Where does it come from? Lorianne, can you put some definition around data in this context? Thanks, Rose. Sure. The way the data could be shared and its subsequent challenges will actually um, depend on the categories or better said, the types of data. As a preliminary comment, it's um, important to recognize that companies all have different challenges and different business models around data. For some companies, the competitive advantage relies on the algorithm and for others, more on the data that is actually being produced by the algorithm. So. Business acquire data in many different ways. That could be from their own processes or from public, publicly available sources, by buying it from third parties or from AI machines. And the data itself has different qualities, and that would include personal data, meaning any information relating to identified or identifiable individuals, open data, which can be freely obtained, but like open source software cannot be freely used by anyone and for any purpose. Or we could have also derived data, which is basically a mix of open data and shared data. 
So in a nutshell, data tend to be at the heart of many digital transformation deals uh, with the development of artificial intelligence and machine learning by companies that require a large amount of data to train the machine. Organizations really have to start considering their own regulatory requirements around data sharing. We've talked about data that comes from very different sources. And I guess that the data may have very different contractual terms attached to it, and therefore there could be limitations on the onward use of such data. As I understand it, though, even the concept of ownership when it comes to data can be pretty hard to grasp. Philip, can you explain about that? Yeah, sure, Rose. Uh, there's lots of confusion around the concept of ownership of data. And we hear often our clients around the negotiation table saying, you know, or even screaming, I want to own the data or I am the owner of the data. Uh, and if you talk about ownership, you will think about, you know, in the first place, ownership of intellectual property rights. Uh, now, IP rights, like copyrights, database, patent rights, they uh, do not cover or protect data in a satisfactory way. They cover typically different components or aspects of data, source code or other aspects. And the conditions of protections uh, are very inconsistent often. So clearly, um, IP protection is not the, I would say, the best way to protect uh, data. Now, IP rights are only one aspect. Um, most legal systems indeed do not explicitly regulate data ownership. And most jurisdictions um, do not recognize that data in se can constitute property from a civil uh, point of view. Which means that, or which brings us to contracts, of course, and, and contracts are, or contractual solutions are the safest way to exploit data uh, because contracts are legally enforceable and binding. Of course, the effect of contracts is limited to both parties, the parties uh, to the contract. But anyway, contract is king, so the contractual solutions are most important. So that would start to suggest to me that to be effective in the ongoing exploitation of data, you need to have very good data audit and management processes in place so that you understand what data you have in the business, where it's come from, and what you're allowed to do with it. Is that right? Yes, indeed. Um, a good data audit is essential and will typically consider questions like what data do we have, um, who are the key stakeholders, where and how is the data stored, how do we use the data. We could also consider whether the data has been um, evaluated for accuracy and consistency, um, whether it has a value beyond the organization, what is needed to commercialize it and what are the restrictions on commercializing the data. But on the other hand, um, a good data management is also crucial. That would be to avoid risks and liabilities from misuse of data on one hand, but also if you are to understand how to share and monetize the data you hold. So there are several risks and liabilities to avoid rows. Um, one of them being data protection risk, but it's not the sub subject of discussion here. There would be a data audit risk data vendors are getting more aggressive. We know that their data is only being used for the potentially limited purposes intended. There are also risks of liabilities caused by breaching contractual terms with data suppliers. That could well be a situation where um, the data is being misused within the organization or a situation where the data is part of a broader data set shared in the course of a commercial transaction with a partner. There are other typical risks like commercial risks, which is the risk of undervaluing the data you hold and share. 
and the ownership risk that we have been discussing with Philip earlier on. This is typically a situation where both parties contribute data to a project. But if new data output is generated from the analysis of both parties' data, then the parties will need to decide how the output data is being used and who owns the output data. And the final risk I'm thinking of, Rose, is the risk of open data contaminating proprietary data and thereby limiting the commercial gain you can take from the data. Um, finally, we should say probably that sometimes data risks can also be mitigated through technical solution. And that would be through, for instance, the use of blockchain or encryption. But in any event, contractual documentation should reflect any obligations linked to the technical solutions. So let's talk a bit more about transactions with third parties where data will be shared. Philip, we've heard that the question of data ownership can be quite difficult, and we've also talked quite a bit about the difficulties of managing the various contractual arrangements that may attach to certain data sets used by the business. How should businesses approach this when data is going to be part of a collaboration or a partnership with another business? Good contractual solutions are essential if you are to minimize risk and maximize commercial gain when sharing or monetizing the data you hold. And there's a few things um, that require specific attention. The first rule of thumb even is to be specific uh, in defining the data that you as a company will share. So don't have a, you know, avoid from having a high level generic definition, but as much as you would be specific on a license agreement of patents or trademarks, be specific as well in defining the data that you will make available. Secondly, um, obtain the explicit recognition by the other party of the ownership of your data. Uh, thirdly, if the data are being protected by IP rights, confirm uh, those IP rights articulate that the, you as a company are the owner of specific IP rights or trade secrets in relation to the data, like for instance source code or other um, intangible assets. Um, next, foreground rights. If parties share information or collaborate, they will most likely create um, data in the course of the collaboration. Um, well, then you need to be specific about who owns the rights in connection with those foreground data. What's the status of improvements? If the parties develop new data, what is called derived data or modified data or analyzed data based on the initially licensed data, you will need to be clear who will own the IP rights or user rights in connection with these improvements or derived data. Um, what's the scope of the, the, the rights which are granted to the other party? Uh, can it analyze the data? Uh, can it also analyze but also distribute or sell, monetize the data? And if so, how will revenues be shared with the initial licensor? Uh, another point to consider is protective covenants. So often um, companies want to avoid that data that they make available to the other party uh, or derived data created on that basis will be made available to their competitors. So non-competes might be uh, important. Uh, warranties, indemnities uh, have to be considered. It's sometimes very helpful to set out in your agreement that the data 
made available under the, under the contract will be deemed to constitute confidential information uh, so that they need to be returned or destroyed at the end of the life of the contract. And talking about termination of the contract, you will need to be specific about the, you know, what happens with the, to the data at termination or expiration of the contract. And that sounds very obvious, but in reality could be a very controversial topic because often both parties are sharing data and will argue about, you know, and want to kind of continue using the data also after expiration or termination. So these are a number of clauses you, uh, you will need to consider. Uh, then another point that is uh, very important is, of course, valuation of data. You also need a robust means of valuing the data uh, if you are to minimize risk and maximize commercial gain. And what we have seen is that the methodologies which are used to evaluate IP rights can also be used here when it comes to valuing data. Uh, a last point. You should also think indeed about provisions um, around delivery of the data, in which form are you going to provide the data to the other party. Uh, security obligations have to be um, uh, set out and, and also um, audit rights. More and more companies are keen to have audit rights to just ascertain whether the other party is actually complying with its obligations. So, Philip, these are clearly pretty complicated deals to negotiate. How sophisticated are parties in understanding what's needed? It's still a relatively new market, isn't it? Absolutely. And uh, what we have noticed is that, you know, many companies are faced with new competitors, um, are operating on unfamiliar ground and often embarking on, you know, negotiations or preliminary discussions without a clear view of the value associated with data. So uh, going forward, I think it's important before you engage in these discussions or even consider entering into an MOU or letter of intent to be well prepared and to think about, you know, what are the assets, what are the data that we will make available and to um, have a more strategic view on the data and the value created in the collaboration with a third party so that you can come up with, you know, a strong business case or a clear business case and also uh, a fair revenue share or another way of adequate compensation. So, Lorian, let's pick up on that. In your experience, how can in-house teams get themselves on the front foot when it comes to negotiating these deals and drafting the relevant agreements? What are you seeing in practice that works? Well, data sharing arrangements come in many different forms, making a one-size-fits-all approach impossible. But yes, there are key themes, considerations that do apply across all data sharing arrangements, meaning that you can put in place an assessment tool to get your team thinking about considerations from the outset. <clears throat> a well-designed assessment tool will typically start at quite a high level, covering deal structure, nature of counterparties, deal objectives, and that then work down into the deal of the data sets involved and the value of them to the business. It will also consider, of course, the rights the agreement gives the business and the counterparty, and it will then address essential issues such as data security and data integrity. But there are a few other tools that can help to achieve contracting consistency, 
and that could well be uh, flowcharts, decision trees, scorecards to help assess the contractual risks, guidelines that would be setting out preferred or prohibited uh, contracting positions, close books with drafting options, or best practice precedents. There are also check checklists um, that could be created by in-house lawyers. And that would typically help create clarity by understanding the data, the overall project, um, engaging early um, with internal and external stakeholders. That would also help to identify the risks and um, finding solutions um, to avoid those risks. So it can be pretty complex indeed to define both the concept of data and the data ownership. We all know that exclusive ownership of the data is often difficult in practice. And that would um, be for a number of reasons, right? There could be a multitude of stakeholders, complex data flows, several activities performed on the data. So we think that it's in fact more important to focus on the scope of the license without preventing the data sharing to achieve its initial purposes. Data sharing is indeed likely to move from a standard license models to a more bespoke full product or services packages. Thank you both very much indeed. I can see that this is an area that's only going to grow in importance for our clients as organisations start to get more and more savvy about exploiting the data that's created as part of their business. I'm sure that this is a topic that we'll return to again in the future.